Hello and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Shar. And this is episode 65. That one was right. Um, <laughs> and we are doing Legacy chapters 30 to 40. This starts with Fitz coming to see Sophie at Havenfield while she's still recovering. Um, he gives her a dire wolf charm for her charm bracelet and also a painting of him and Sophie that he had, that's a projected memory that he had Keith help paint. I mean, first I just wanted to say that this scene is really cute, in my opinion. Agreed. Like, I know that they have their issues with the matchmaking and stuff, but the Sophie's shiffer in me was like, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit before this about, um, the fact that Fitz paid Keith to make, to paint the painting for Sophie. And, like, was that bad or good? I mean, yeah, I, I think, like, it wasn't, yeah, we were both saying, like, it wasn't malicious because I don't think Fitz actually knew that Keith had a crush on Sophie because there isn't really any way for him to know. But it was kind of funny and unfortunate for Keith, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it probably, w- I, I bet it, it, it made Keith kind of, uncomfortable but also I think he did because he wanted to be a good friend to both Fitz and Sophie and good for him for being able to put his crush aside and help Fitz out. Yeah that's a good point like Keith is always able to do that really well I feel like um you know he he puts whatever romantic feelings he has like second and his friendship feelings first and he always tries to support his friends uh, which is just, a, it's, a, it's a nice character trait. Like, I respect that. <laughs> Same. Next, Fitz realizes that he can feel Sophie's enhancing, even through um, her gloves and her gadgets, because it's gotten so much stronger due to the ability reset. A bunch of other people try it out, and it's stronger with telepaths and with empaths, which might hit at so- Sophie's biological parents, like... I mean, we, we know that Orly's an empath, and the enhancing was also really strong for her later. Well, not quite in this section, but the one after that. That might point to Tyrion or Geth and be one of Sophie's biological parents, but then we had a bunch of evidence for Elwyn a few sections ago, so I feel like Sharon is just messing with us at this point. Yeah, that's true. Like, in the same way that she um, drops hints about all the different ships and stuff, like, and all the different relationships that I might know. happen, I feel like dropping, sh- dropping hints about all the different um, possibilities for Sophie's parents, which is, like, not a bad idea because it gives you more time to feel it out and, um, you know, decide later on. But, yeah, honestly, I don't know at this point. That's a really good point, though, that it could be a telepath who's the um, other biological parent. I mean, but, like, then again, it could be because Sophie's a telepath and such a powerful one. So does this really tell us anything? Maybe... Maybe not. Like, uh, what, what What? I wouldn't give for a 10-minute conversation with Shannon. Like, what goes on in her mind? <laughs> First, Sophie tries to, like, be able to turn her enhancing on and off by herself, and she discovers that mental journeys and meditation are can often feel pointless and annoying, which, yes, Sophie, I feel you. But then... Dex and, and Mr. Forkle go to Watchword Heath to tweak the cameras to look for the guy Keith drew in his journal. And then they actually find the Keith, the guy Keith drew in his journal in obituaries in a newspaper. His guy's name is Ethan Benedict Wright II, which is a great name. 
it's Wait, a lovely name. Say it with a British accent. Ethan Benedict Wright the second. <laughs> I feel like if I tried to do a, a British accent, I would just offend everyone. Ethan Benedict Wright the second is dead. He's dead. Yes, he is not alive. Um, <laughs> he has been vanished from existence. He ceases to exist. Like we could come up with death synonyms all day. Yeah. Um, specifically, he was hit by a bus, like Regina George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're imagine, making me imagine Ethan Benedict, right? Like, wearing a pink Mean Girls outfit, and seriously, that would not look good on him. He's a redhead. I'm sorry, redheads, but pink is usually not your color. Ethan Benedict Wright is Regina George. That's the new <laughs> theory. Cause, okay, so then, like, who's Karen, and who's Gretchen, and who's Katie? Gisela has... Regina George energy. Oh, hi Sam. Do you want to introduce yourself? So we have a surprise, not surprise guest who is slightly late. Let's welcome Sam. <laughs> I just hit record on my app thing. So uh... okay, lovely. All right. So right now we're like in the part where they're they found out about the guy, Ethan. <laughs> Uh, London guy who got hit by a bus like Regina George. So yeah, so so they're uh, they're just kind of thinking about like how he could have been hit by a bus or uh, whatever. You know, personally, I think it was Katie, but it's okay. Uh, so um, Keith was like, "Oh well, maybe uh, my mom had something to do with it. She could have um, shoved him with telekinesis." And I was like. Okay, I knew that you could do that, theoretically, but also that has really scary implications, like, that you can, like, move people without- that's basically being a mesmer, if you think oh, about yeah. it. yeah, I mean, it's probably- it takes a lot more mental energy, and also, I think you can probably fight back. Like, if someone's moving you with telekinesis, chances are you can counteract them with telekinesis. Mmm, true. Yeah, and, like, I think the way that, like, because, like, like, with, with telekinesis, it would be, like, pulling your body to move. But I think the way that mesmering works is, like, it makes you want to do it. Or maybe yeah, I'm wrong. you're right. Well, I don't think it makes you... I don't think it makes you want to do it because when Grady did it um, to the counselors, they were like, no! Uh, well, yeah, I, I think maybe it makes you want to do it for, like, a half second for as long as it takes to make you do it. I think that we're kind of getting mesmerizing mixed up with beguiling here, because I think the difference is that mesmerizing, like, puts you in a, in a trance that you only realize what you've done once you're out of it, while as beguiling actually makes you want to do it. So, like, if you... Yeah. If you, like, mesmerize someone into, say, I, I, I don't know, stealing a book from the, the library without, without checking it out, they only realize it once they were standing outside the library with the book... And if you beguile them, they, they might be thinking, well, I really want to read it, and I forgot my card, and, eh. Yeah. Huh, okay. So one's a trance, one makes you actually, like, want to do that, and then with telekinesis, it's literally just, you're fully, you're still fully mentally present, you just, yeah. your body's just moving. I don't know, I always works. thought that mesmerizing was, like, you... Manipulate you like make the certain impulses in the brain go off that will send messages to the specific nerves that like you want to like do the thing, but maybe you're right. I feel like we just haven't seen it happen yeah. a lot, you know, because Grady's like the only yeah. one and he doesn't really do it. I mean, like conspiracy Which theory. Is valid. Um, it's freaky. Actually, wait, conspiracy theory. Um, Mesmer is actually a fake. 
ability, and Grady is just very, very, very good with telekinesis. Ooh. <laughs> Honestly, I would love that. That's that's awesome. Um, a, a second conspiracy theory. Orly is also talentless, and she's al- and she's just always been very empathetic, so she can face being an empath, no problem. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Third conspiracy theory. Beyond is talentless, and she just hides behind Wolzer whenever she wants to pretend <laughs> man because Wolzer is huge. She just hides behind things. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, we she figured is, it out, guys. She's tiny. She has her huge bodyguard. <laughs> oh, and, and also, Emery isn't really a telepath. The council just communicates with sign language, and they've all gotten very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this for ages. <laughs> Very secretly. No one can know our secrets. Actually, <laughs> ultimate conspiracy theory. The entire council is talentless, and each of them is faking an ability, but no one wants to be the one to reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I feel like that's like... That could that could be something. That's an idea. Okay. So after, after that whole discovery thing, they all uh, sneak out, right? Like they After Fitz and Keith and Sophie all promised Mr. Forkle to not that they wouldn't be, be reckless. Oh, wait, we didn't get to the video camera part yet. Sorry. Oh, yeah, they see yeah. Lady oh, yeah. Gisela on, on the thing. Watchword Heath. Yeah, on the Watchword Heath camera roll. Watchword Heath is such a good name. Like Yeah. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah. It's just very satisfying. Heath just, like, gives off the vibes. Maybe because of, like, Heathcliff, but also, yeah. <laughs> I felt I felt so bad for Keith this entire section, oh, really. No. I just wanted to give him, like, literally so many hugs. It's just, like, incomprehensible how much yes. I wanted to hug him. Oh, by the way, Keith's parents have probably never hugged him, just for your con- consideration. I know! I oh. hate that! I mean... To be fair, they don't deserve to hug Keith. Okay, true, but still. But point, he deserves point. hugs from loving parents. Elwyn, mm-hmm. give this boy a hug. Yes! Oh, we need- have we had a, a, a Keeper's group hug yet? Because if not, we need one. Um, oh my god. Immediately. Once in um, book four, I think, but that's but it's been far too long. It's been yeah, far too long. Yeah, not enough group hugs. Yes. Well, my mm. few complaints about this series, not enough group hugs. Yeah. Also, I feel like Keith specifically would like hugs because he's an empath oh, totally. and, like, touching people, you know, gives emotion, conduit thing. And so I feel like it'd be, like, a, a super extra warm and, like, connecting sensation. Yeah, especially because he, he probably doesn't get them very often. That man is touch star. I mean, ultimately, what if some pa- what if some empaths are really <clears throat> touch starved because hugging and physical contact gives them emotional yes! overload? Yes. Oh my god, please. Actually, like, mm. yes. Personally, I like do not like hugs because t- touch is bad <laughs> for senses. Um, but like and I yeah, I would love like that dichotomy of like some empaths are like really love it. But then some empaths really hate it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about Lady Gisella. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so, oh yeah. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. With yeah, with her killing this guy, I'm like disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Everything she does is like disappointed, but not surprised. 
No, yeah, Keith just needs, like, Keith needs to relax. Not, like, he yeah. should willfully relax, but, like, he needs to he deserves be in a situation rest. where he can relax. Yes. Sophie agrees to take Fitz and Keith to London um, without bodyguards. The polycule's the going night. on a mission. Yeah, right after they promised Mr. Forkle that they wouldn't be reckless. So if that Sophie is Foster in the polycule of power. <laughs> but like, if Sophie if sneaking out to London in the middle of the night without bodyguards is not reckless, then what precisely counts as reckless by their standards? Yeah, I know, right? Like, I mean, to be fair, like they are like them, so I feel like reckless. There's a very high bar for reckless. However, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, no, that was maybe not the best idea they were like honor code we 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 can do this please and mr fork was like fine and they were like okay all right let's let's make all the worst decisions right now i know all the keepers have adhd (laughs) yes they do (laughs) i'm trying to remember what happened like in the london scene before gisella and tam came in but y'all know who i am you know y'all know where my brain goes immediately where does your brain go immediately? Cam? Tam. <laughs> oh, okay. Always okay. Tam. Tam. All right. And Cam. All Tam. right, okay. Cam and just take your... <laughs> Tam, Cam, and all the things. Anyway, yeah. That's immediately sure. where my brain goes oh. always. Just, they wander around London for a while, and they are thinking about checking a streetlight for a hidden leaping crystal, and then Gisela shows up. And that is where we end the section. No, I'm just kidding. We have five more chapters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So legit, my I just I my emotions during this entire scene because you guys know that I can't handle Tam getting hurt in any sort of capacity at all. Uh, so like. I can't, I, I can't handle this. He's, like, like, someone like Tam having to be physically controlled by, you know, the, the stuff, the thing, the thing on his wrist, I'm forgetting the words, um, but, like, the, the, like, like, it's already traumatizing enough to be physically forced to, to, like, do harm against your friends and family, but, like, just for, like, a person like him who's never let a person control him for a second. Oh, that's such just, a good point. You're right. Like, the amount of psychological damage would be heavy to anyone, but I, it, it has to be especially heavy for him. Yeah. That's such a good point. Uh, okay, yeah. To have to go through all that and just... My heart physically, like, breaks every time that I read through this scene, especially when he's telling them to leave and just, like, when he's telling them to stay away, just, the heartbreak in this boy! Tam deserves hugs. He doesn't deserve it. He deserves hugs! And, uh, I have a little story relating to this chapter, actually. Um, when I was reading this book the first time... Uh, and I got to this, so I, I, I'd had a math test and I had finished it early. And so I was, you know, using the free time to read my book, obviously. Uh, and I finished uh, chapter 36, like, you know, when he, you know, leaves, um, r- like, 
Like I, I, I you know, I, I, I finished that chapter and I just had to like take a moment to just sit there, process, and also try not to cry in the middle of my class. Yeah. And uh, right when I was about to get back to reading, the bell rang. Ow. Now, typically, nothing stops me from reading these books. Like, even if I'm in class, I will be reading <laughs> until the teacher tells me to put it away. Yes, of course. But the thing is, the class that I had after that, uh, the teacher was, like, very, very strict with any sort of, like, no. distractions at all. And I had no chance of being able to, like, sneak it because my desk, my, my seat was right up in the front. Like, literally right in front. Our desks touched. It was, like, in a computer lab kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, our desks were literally right up against each other. And she sat there pretty much the entire class period. Oh. And so, oh, like, I was so pretty painful. much just having, like, internal... Yeah, just internal breakdown the whole, like, hour. And on top of that, I didn't. I wouldn't even have time to read right after the class because I would have to walk home really fast. And then I had to watch my baby sister for an hour. And I don't trust her around... I didn't trust her around my books. She was, you know, very grabby. If I had a book, she would want to take it. And I do not want her... I didn't want her ripping my book. So I wouldn't Swiping, be able to no read it at all. So that was just hours that I was, like physically unable to sit still and just just going I was going through it I was it was not a good time I was like I'm going to have a meltdown and uh homework did not get done that night (laughs) yeah I can imagine (laughs) I was like nope there is no way I mean I got legacy on my kindle at 9 p.m I was like okay I'll just read a few chapters and then it was and then Time flashed, and it was 12.30 a.m., and I finished the book. I had to spend another half hour processing before I could sleep. You read the yeah. whole book in three and a half hours? I read it in uh, 24. But, um, it yeah, took I, me got, a really I got long the book. time to read this. I don't remember. Yeah, I got the book the day that it came out, uh, and um, I but I couldn't touch it for, like, two days, uh, because I had a lot of makeup work to catch up on. I think it was, like, near the end of the quarter or something. Uh, yeah. Uh. It was near the end of the quarter, and so I had a lot of work to catch up on. And mm. I, like, couldn't let myself, t- like, so much as touch it for a couple days. Because I'm like, if I so much as, like, put a finger on this book, I am not just going completely to put it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I am not going to put it down, and nothing will get done. So I had to restrain myself for, like, 48 hours. Um... And, uh, yeah, and then I I was finally able to read it, and I read it at every physical opportunity that I had. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, so should we get back to the book? Okay, alright. Um, so they leap back to Havenfield, and the entire gang shows up. Like, I I think every character in the series, but the Never Seen, and a couple random bodyguards show up. Oh, yeah, that was, like... That was a very large scene. It was, it was actually quite interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. I did. That was, that was interesting to me. No one is furious at them, which which is a nice s- surprise. Yeah. Um, and then they they know they're going through a lot. Yeah. And then Keith crashes under Kala's tree, and then yeah. yeah, just and Sophie. And then the next morning, Sophie gets him some el fudges. <laughs> Yes, the cookies. Yes. I know. I oh, could cookies. not 
handle how cute he was in this scene. He's too precious. <laughs> I remember I was sitting here on my bed reading, and I was just like, like he'd, he'd be talking, and I'd just be physically like smacking the bed next to me because I just couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was like, he needs to stop. He's so, he's a dork. God, and the part where he was like, where he was like talking about the, the cookie, and he was like really yeah. excited, and like, He's so excited. He's so cute. I love him. If I may, if I may project a bit, uh, I can't read this scene without uh, imagining Keith just hand flapping like mad because that is what I do when I get. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do when I get excited. I I'm very much a hand flapper. Yeah, I think this is the scene where I was like, I think I, pr- I actually like, like I, I, I always like pretty much I, I liked Sokeef. I didn't particularly like ship it, but I could admit it wasn't bad. Uh, and this was, I think that the cookie scene was just like, oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> like Cam yeah, I- reigns supreme, but Sokeef, that's that's so cute. They're so yeah. cute. <laughs> I feel like Sokeef is weird in that it's not, like, it doesn't feel romantic to me, like, but it feels like they get each other in a way that, like, Sokeef yeah. and Fitz don't really get each other, and that's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice relationship. Yeah. I'm also just, like, a sucker for romance. That's probably part of why I'm such a multi-shipper. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Characters don't even have to look at each other. Like they don't even have to know each other exists, and I'll just be like, "You two are cute." <laughs> I, I'm whatever the opposite of a multi shipper is. I know, like, and I mean, anti shipper sounds <laughs> wrong, but 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 I don't really ship anything. So, but I, I mean, I agree that so that. Sophie and Keith's friendship in the scene is just freaking adorable. Yeah, you, like know, yeah, ships. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shipping aside, like the, they are literally like such an adorable pair of friends. Like they're yeah. they they're an adorable couple as well. Like they are extremely adorable as a couple, but they're also just extremely adorable friendship. And I just I really love it. I've I've always loved their friendship yes. so much. Even when I've wanted to personally kick Keith in the gonads a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then they go visit Lord Cassius. Oh boy! And search Lord Cassius. <laughs> Lord Lord Cassius. This is where she reads his mind. Oh, yeah, she reads his mind. Oh, me, Angie. <laughs> and actually, I don't know. I just I love whenever they do mind things. Like whenever they like do that abstract thing. And and I yeah I just... no I yeah that's yeah me too. I think that that's beautiful. And some of the most interesting scenes of the book. I just I get really mad at Cassius. <laughs> I just think it's really interesting that. Lord Cassius's mind is described as like really still and neat and like. I mean, it makes sense because yeah. wasn't he like? Didn't he have to do like a bunch of memory exercises in book four? 
like back when. Oh the really? Show. Yeah. So like, um, back when Lady Grisella was revealed to be a part of the Never Seen, Cassius got demoted, and he had to like search through his and like he had to search through his, his memories with I think like with I think like one of the counselors and a couple telepaths or something trying to find out anything he could about her. So the, maybe that's where the organization got put into place. That's interesting. I'm very mad at like just the like the fact that he loves Keith but like buries it and just is literally the worst. Like I thought I was angry before and now I'm just like I'm even more angry. Somehow I'm angrier at the fact that you do love your son and that you just don't show that ever at all. Well, like somehow that makes me even more angry. I beg to differ actually in this yeah, I don't know why case. it makes me more angry I'm just like <clears throat> I like I totally understand that I think that is valid, <laughs> valid. I I don't know I, I I think that this part made me have a little more empathy for um Cassius I think because he is no longer I don't know, I feel like it makes him so he's, like, he's no longer just, like, this guy who, like, hates his son, so he's gonna, like, do, he's gonna, like, be really mean to him and, like, you know, make him suffer or whatever. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I, I have stuff to do, so I have to leave the episode early, y'all. Alright, goodbye, my friends. I had a whole Cassius rant, but that, that, that can... That can stay in my brain. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. Anyway, um, <laughs> what I was saying was like, yeah. Now, now it's like it's more like he's this person who just cares, but can't really do it in the right way, and that's very empathetic to me. But also, he just kind of sucks in general. Yeah. It's like. It's like. Actions versus intentions, like, sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, you, you need both. <laughs> but, um, and also, yeah. let Elwin adopt Keith 2021. I mean. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, like, he kind of does in later books, but make it official. Make it official, please. Empath, we love empaths skip three beats when they lie, like three, three heartbeats, and like, on one hand, it's kind of a cool detail and ensures that empaths stay on as much as anyone else. And it also um, kind of foreshadows what happens in a, a couple chapters. But then also, like, why didn't we see this before? Well, for the actual reason, it's probably because she didn't think of it until now. Okay, true. But for the in-world reason, I mean, it's kind of hard to, like, see people's heartbeats or, like, Fair feel enough. Them. So I, I think um, it's, like, that's pretty subtle. It is, but, like, I'm pretty sure that both, it's, like, again, I've said this before, but I'm pretty sure that both Keith and Orly have lied to the council before, and the council was probably aware of this, so, like, does, oh, like, true. so, like, does the council just, like, not bother to double-check, because... Yeah, because they have empaths on the council in order um, to check if people are lying, so... Yeah, like, I mean, like, they have one. They have Orly, who's not the oh, most yeah, who's not the most trustworthy, so... Empath parenthesis parenthesis. Yeah. 
but I think that it's like I don't I don't think it's like empaths can't lie to other empaths or wait I don't think mm. it's like empaths can lie to other empaths it's just that they can't lie to them they can lie to themselves so I think yeah. like I don't think that should be an issue for the council probably also just like with like how easy it is for empaths to lie to themselves it actually might like explain some of the stuff that we've seen empath characters do in the series like we've got Keith, Orly, Cassius, Vespera, and Stina, none of whom have the best moral code. But if all of them are able to like convince themselves that what they're doing is right, that actually that explains a lot more about their actions. That's true. Like like moral relativism almost kind of like they I, I feel like Emphis kind of understand a lot more different the why why they do what they do. Also, it reminds me of this, like, rant I went on on a Keeper of Lost Days Discord server a few months ago about how, um, because empaths can feel the emotions of others, it, pro- it probably makes them more likely to respond to guilt with recklessness. Like, they can sense that other people care about them, that's probably enough to get them to not shatter. Um, and they also probably, like, they, and, and they can probably sense the hurt they do if they turn violent, so that, that, so that rules violence out. And that leaves recklessness, which they can, which they, which is probably harder for them to, I guess, I, I guess it's probably, like, harder for them to realize, wait, that's a, a stupid idea, because they're thinking, okay, I can protect my friends and keep them safe, even if it means doing something totally stupid. Hmm, yeah. Like, I mean, we see it with Keith, of course, like, when he's feeling guilty about his, uh, like, when he's feeling, um, guilty about, like, what happened to his mom and his friends and all of it before he runs off to, jo- to join the Never Scene. Um, we, we even kind of see it with, with Orly, with how after Kendrick's death, she gives, um, she gives his cash to Sophie. And I'm not sure if we've seen it with Lord Cassius or Stina yet, but if, who knows? Because reckless is the last word I used to describe Cassius, but I mean, it could happen. And I think more broadly than reckless, maybe just kind of turning their feelings on themselves or like, yeah, not like you said, like they don't want to really affect other people because they can feel it and they can understand really deeply like how it would affect people. So just kind of, you know, Keith, like, like even with like the Fathom Leafs and stuff, just like trying to like do what he can on on his own and uh Cassius also does this he tries to do everything that he can on his own and he keeps he even keeps like uh trying to get Sophie to stop like reading his mind and um just be like there's nothing there there's nothing there like um that was a little sus to me actually where like Sophie was like slightly doing things without consent uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, and her justification was like, well, he's evil, and I was like, okay, but okay, still. but, um, still a little sussy, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, and then there's a part where, with the words, embrace the change, Sophie triggers some of Cassius's memories, which are about, like, how, um, in the first one, um, Gisela drinks five weird vials, and the second one, Gazella forces Cassius to drink those vials, and then in the third, there are, like, two tiny, really dark bottles that are supposed to be super important for something, and I'm kind of wondering if the five vials with the five kinds of quintessence and then the two bottles were shadow flux, because that's what's used to trigger Keith's second ability later on. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, Sophie shows Keith the memories, and Keith is, uh, understandably, has a hard time with it. Like, I would too if I learned that my parents had done something really freaky to my genetics like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and apparently it was like some kind of elven fertility treatment. I feel like Sophie could help him with that because, you know, she's part alicorn, so. (laughs) (laughs) And and apparently part part Bronte because she has, because Mr. Forkle modeled her inflector DNA off of Bronte's inflector DNA. <laughs> part alicorn, part brunt. Honestly, if there are any two characters whose personalities are like one hundred percent different, uh, it's Bronte. Sylvania and Bronte. Yeah. Okay, now I'm imagining an AU where like Bronte, Bronte, everything Bronte says is like all caps and repeated three times. Like is it, it is yell- with Sylvania. <laughs> so when Sophie enhances. Keith, he's a, he is able to, um, oh yeah, so Keith gets some kind of, like, prickly sense that's triggered by whatever, but that he thinks is triggered by whatever is in the vials, which doesn't really make a lot of sense, but, I mean, the series doesn't make a lot of sense, so, whatever. And then he and Sophie go to, and Roe and Sander go to Candleshade to search for the vials, and... They end up finding Elvar. Yes. <laughs> so this is the first, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we've seen Elvar since the last book. Yeah. And he seems to be like actually like not having a good time. <laughs> this time. Uh he has his memories back, but He's not, he's kind of, mm. And the never seen, like, basically checked him out and stuff for failing at his mission, so... And they end up cutting a deal with him, where they let him light leap away, and where he gives them the information he got, he heard from Lady Gisela, that she wanted a son, and she wanted to, and she wanted to ha- him to have a very unique ability. Right, 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 sorry. Um, and so, um, and that is kind of how they find out about Keith's mysterious second ability. And also that Gisela might have, also that Gisela might might have a second ability as well, because she's a polyglot, and usually polyglots have two, like, Lady Cadence is a polyglot and conjurer, and I think Counselor Claret is a polyglot, and a flasher, but for all we know, Gisela could just be hiding her second ability. And I saw this fan theory that it it, it might be Beguiler because she because it, oh because uh, of like the way that her family she tricked her family into like not realizing and everybody into not realizing she was part of the never seen yeah uh, and stuff like that and and yeah and like with how like she got her guard in she she got her prison guard to let her out um and she got and like she's gotten like help from like roy and i think vespera and everyone on keith's thing so because it would make a ton of sense yeah that would 
I'm trying to think of like anything else that it could be. Like, Spookatler makes a lot of sense. I don't know. That's where the section ends when Alvar disappears. And so they talk a lot about like the legacy and stuff. Oh yeah. And, like Keith's legacy. So I don't actually remember if they explained this later, but like basically, um, they make it out to be like, oh, it's this very dangerous thing. Like the legacy is beginning. Mahaha, and like Keith's gonna get hurt by it or something. Um, and it's like, and also that it's gonna be like this huge, huge plan uh, that's going to, you know, like change the lost cities and stuff, and Keith is only a very small part of it, etc. And I don't know, I, I wonder if like Shannon knows what the legacy is yet. I mean, there's also the factor legacy, which seems to involve. Um... We seem to have evolved, like, sketchy stuff with trolls, and that's about it, so... And, like, I mean, yeah, even... the trolls thing were, was last book, and, like, I, yeah. I wonder if it was, like... I wonder if that was supposed... I don't think that was supposed to be the Vacker Legacy, because Alvar in this section is talking about, like... Like, he's still talking about the Vacker Legacy, which means it wasn't... And, like, yeah. honestly, the troll stuff doesn't seem like that much of a legacy, it's just, like... The, it's just like it's, a bad it's, thing it's, they did. Oh, uh, but like it's, it's like the trollish empress was like, "Look, I want my populate. Look, my newborns are vile, murderous creatures, and I'd like them to have a little more logic and reason." And Lucia was like, "Cool, I can help you with that." And, like, I mean, that's more that it's sketchy to sure, but it's not. I mean, no, wanting your people to not murder each other from birth is a pretty d- decent goal. Yeah. And I think that maybe the the legacy in total could be something that's like related to that, but not just that. Like, um, yeah, maybe they were doing that with a lot of other species or something, or like trying to do that with humans, for example, like give humans Ooh. abilities or something. Like, what if Vespera was like somehow connected to the Vackers? Because like we know that Lucia knew. Yeah, because we I'm know like... she and Lucia work together. I mean, like, but like. According to Lucia, like, Lucia and Vespera, like, broke contact after a while, but we also know that in flashback, Orem gives them the never-seen Lucia's DNA to open the hive, and we don't precisely know whether Orem did this by force or by choice, but if Orem is, like, Orem's, like, the elven world's most powerful flasher, and and if he's working with the never-seen, like, who knows? There's always another secret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm wondering just how many plot holes will get resolved by the time the series is over. Honestly, I hope all of them. Like, I I, act- I have hope that it will, that it will all be work out. Not, not, not everything. Like, not things that have been abandoned. I think, like, from the very beginning, but. All of the more recent things. Yeah. Like, um, and then the stuff they've been hinting for a lot of books, like the legacy or like Sophie's biological father, father. or something, or like, yeah. How many more books do you think the series is going to go on for? Oh my god, I don't know. It's like I started reading it when I was like, I started reading it around, I think, around the time flashback came out and i thought like i saw the seven books in my school library and thought okay good it's probably a finished series and then nope uh, and yet i started reading it when never seen came out oh wow um i think i was like eight or something i don't know 
but that was an experience. I was like nine, I don't know, but um, yeah, and and I'm yeah. still here, <laughs> despite my better judgment. <laughs> I'm not even that old. It's kind of funny. I feel like I'm like your age. I'm like your age or like a little older, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've asked people. I feel very old. I mean, this is going very off topic, but like I've asked people to guess my age online before because I don't want to re- reveal it, and I've gotten anything, and like I've gotten anywhere from ten to twenty six. That's a joke. I've gotten anywhere from thirteen to eighteen as an actual guess. So, I mean, I feel like you could be a lot of. Th- I just know you don't have the. I'm probably gonna cut this out, but like you don't have the fifteen, yeah. the un- the under fifteen uh role so i'm like you're probably 15 or older so i i i guess uh, you were i mean i mean who like knows i could be i mean i could be an 11 year old gerbil masquerading as a human i could be 11? a python curiously like... long life for a common garden gerbil <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you got me i'm peter pettigrew's little brother um, yeah there we go Paul pettigrew right. in disguise <laughs> Okay, this has gotten very, very off topic. Should we should we do social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find us at KeeperCast on Tumblr and the KeeperCast on Instagram, and you can find me at hmm. What am I now? You can't find me. Don't don't do it. All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Dark Chocolate Lord on archive of our. Oh, and please read my fanfic. I don't have Tumblr or Instagram. <laughs> All right. Um this has been Kiefer Cast. See you next week. Thank you.